Silas and Winsonbro lived in a large, six-story mansion tucked away in the woods in northern Wisconsin. There was a library that covered one of the floors, and it held every book and record and offered much in the way of education for the lad. And nature, the woods, the gardens behind the home, had statues and carvings and colored windows hanging in the strangest of places with mirrors and lights that surprised every guest the boy brought home. When he was just a boy, he had two faces on the same head, but each had its own brain. Each had their own opinion of things, their own tastes for food and drink, and even their own unique voice, which made it quite an act indeed for little Wensonbro to figure out how, in fact, to live with two. I own my difference. I own my difference. We own our one body and two minds. We own our difference. And to any who challenge, let us fight the good fight to prove our value and our worth. And that, in fact, they did. As children can be so cruel, then Wenson Rose dealt with many a vicious name-calling. But the power of two minds is that they could disarm each with a tact and a clever wording presented with the most engaging emotion. And every child that witnessed the exchange came over to the lad's side. I like this. Me too. I love that I have a constant companion. Me too. We learn more with two brains. We each have our own views, our own senses, our own expressions. Exactly. Until the boy started to grow and became a man. Hey, hey, what's happening to me? As Winsonbro grew to his teen years, his head began to sever on top. And after a year, each face, in fact, had its own head, both on the same neck of Winsonbro. Every morning the teen stood in front of a large mirror and examined himself from top to bottom, as every teen does. And he reviewed and came to know himself fully. I now have two heads. I actually have two heads. The two spent many a night in the garden, and on a summer night, thunder rolled over them, and rain fell, but they did not mind. This was their space, their time in nature, to become one with the world, one in thought and spirit, and decide what they were going to do with their life. At that time, they heard a yell from the estate. They ran as fast as they could to find Silas had passed. In the next week, Silas was buried in the garden and the decision as to what they were gonna do with their life was made for them. They would make the most of what dear 
Grandpa Silas left for them, in the richness of the home, in the library and the gardens. School allowed them to graduate early, and they did invite many a friend over for evenings of music and readings in the gardens. There was a girl in particular that both were quite fond of. Shailene was a year older and free as a bird with parents who were a bit too restrictive for her liking. She spent nights with Wensonbro and the three fell in love despite her parents' disapproval. Later, the three were wed on a misted evening in the garden. Only their dearest friends in attendance, they exchanged their vows with a ceremony to follow. After the ceremony, when all had left, the three remained in the garden and danced as one. They heard the sound of snakes beneath them in the ground and realized that Silas must have been there, as he said he would often return as a snake. Their union was sealed that night, as each declared, we own our difference. <laughs>